that. And um, I just find that drawing really satisfies that, that search. How are you doing, Amber? Good to see you. I'm doing well. I'm just nodding my head in agreement with you. <laughs> you know, what, you know what I mean? Since I've rediscovered watercolor painting, I'm, I haven't been happier. Oh God, that's so awesome. It's right just here. every time I do it, even when I mess it up, I'm enjoying every single moment of it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. The journey is something about the journey, man. Yes, it's more about the journey than the destination. That's right. Yep, that's absolutely correct. I think so too. And um, well, anyway, hey, we're live, so I just wanted to to thank you both for coming today, and uh, and thank you for watching another episode of Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, I'm James Wisdom, and um, with me today we have Amber and Spirit. Uh, again, really great to have you both, and uh, and so uh, we're going to get started in just a minute. I'm going to do the uh, the prerequisite. Uh, announcements as we as we normally go through but in the meantime you know um while while we're while we're doing that you know you want to get warmed up or you want to like you know maybe even check out some of our sponsors that would be cool so let me see here i think i can i, think I can share my screen i'm gonna go with that and i'm also gonna so many windows does get confusing. So let's see. Yeah. Hang, hang in there with me, everybody. Appreciate your patience. <laughs> Monday morning technology. I know it. Uh, well, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get the hang of it, I think, eventually. Uh, that's it. I need this part here. This will help me keep on track. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, uh, this is right here. Terrific. Cool. So excellent. I think I am all set to share my screen with y'all. Let's see here. Share the screen. This one. Share it. Here we go. Cool. Yeah, so hopefully you're able to see my screen here, reinventing the tattoo.com. Uh, uh, yeah, so good morning, gang, and uh, welcome to uh, Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join these live stream and real world events to share, inspire, and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We meet out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo on all the app stores, uh, Apple App Store and Google Play Store, as well as our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Roku Reinventing, that's Roku, ReinventingTheTattoo.com backslash Roku, where we actually have a uh, uh, multiple channels going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, you can also catch our podcast on all the major podcast directories such as Apple and Spotify. But no matter uh, where you're watching live or on demand, the latest and greatest can always be found at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can even try it out for free. We have sample webinars and uh, we've got the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon 
there's advice from Guy Atchison himself. And of course, like a, uh, there's of course like a way to interface with him uh, and let him know about your unique goals. Uh, there's also a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown that's also free. Um, so be sure to check out our, our lineup of weekly staple shows. So I'm scrolling through the, um, maybe that helps. Scrolling through the site a little bit, and um, uh, and so we have uh, here are a few more of our we've got uh, a few more of our shows right here, right? Um, so we've got uh, reinventing the tattoo twenty four seven, and it is uh, it's much like our Roku channel. Um, it plays twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. We also have professional development courses available from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. So be sure to tag a friend who loves tattoos. Maybe it's a friend or a coworker or someone who's uh, interested in getting a tattoo or getting into tattooing. Um, but we want this to be uh, a, a great resource uh, for, uh, for the tattoo community. Uh, so let's talk about some of our, uh, some of our lineup of shows beginning on Sunday. Uh, Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern, we have uh, Sunday Skill Building with Jason Leeser. Uh, it is uh, a really interesting program where we talk about all sorts of subjects, and Jason is always uh, is always showing us some of his incredible work. So it's it's really a uh, it's really quite a treat. So that's Sundays at 1 p.m. Uh, Mondays, beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, we have uh, Drawing for Tattooers with me, James Wisdom. Uh, this is a show that's sort of dedicated to the fundamentals of drawing, um, and you know, we talk about tattoos a little bit, but uh, you know, really, I think it's it's really sort of this this space where we kind of talk about like our skills and where you know how we can sort of uh, you know apply some of these ideas about drawing to our tattooing. So it's um, uh, it's it's really a, it's a it's a lot of fun for me, and I hope it's also uh, you know valuable for you as well. Um, Let's see. Uh, let me get back on track here. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, at 11 a.m., we have the Tattoo Weekly, hosted by Lauren Gregory and Jake Meeks of the Fireside Tattoo Network, as well as Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now. That's all followed at 5 p.m. Eastern's on Monday. Let's, let's talk about our feelings with Robbie Ripple. Uh, at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern, we have the subscribers' exclusive drawing groups, led by uh, Guy and Sandy. Um, that's followed up by Tuesdays on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern with the Tuesday Fields Drawing Group with Ricardo Sturdivant. There's guy. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, the Tattoo Now show, it's the, the business side of tattooing. Thursdays at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo 101 Collecting Podcast hosted by Fawn Baker. Um, let me just go through and... Uh, uh, Thanks some of our sponsors. Here's the here's the event schedule. If you're if you're watching this currently, you can see all the different events that you can uh, you can check out. Right. So scroll down here to our sponsors. Right. Uh, Raw Pigments. Uh, Raw Pigments is a company that's tapping into the source. RawPigments.co. These are acrylic-free, vegan-friendly, powder-based pigments, um, and they are absolutely incredible. So take a look at RawPigments.co. Uh, WorldTattooEvents.com, uh, uh, the most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. Um, so for the latest and greatest in tattoo event information, 
uh, or a tattoo event coming to a town near you, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. D-Lies Pro, also known as Dermalize, uh, is a bandage that is designed to help you protect your brand new tattoo. Uh, so check out D-Lies Pro. Um, it is the, developed by a wound care specialist and specifically designed to help heal your tattoos. Um, there's tons of videos out there to check it out, so uh, make sure that you do. Uh, tattoo Now. TattooNow.com is a technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development. Um, they also have digital tools and CRM software. Uh, so uh, be sure to be sure to ask for Gabe at TattooNow.com and have him help uh, have him set you up with uh, some of their cutting edge technology. Uh, and of course, this wouldn't be reinventing the tattoo uh, without Guy Atchison. So we want to thank Guy Atchison so much for uh, for being the inspiration and founder uh, behind this community. Uh, and also we want to mention GuyAtchison.com. This is where you can find uh, uh, Guy Atchison merchandise, uh, his bio encyclopedia, it's very cool, DVDs, custom coil machines, uh, original oil paintings, as well as prints. So. Um, be sure to check out GuyAtchison.com or ReinventingTheTattoo.com. Um, quick shout out to some of our affiliate networks, um, the Fireside Tattoo Network by Jake Meeks. Uh, lots of great content um, and also uh, um, really helpful and insightful, uh, I think, uh, you know, fundamentals, fundamental art that, that Jake has put together, Jake and his team. So check that out, uh, and then also the Apprenticeship Diaries uh, with Amy Nichols. So if you're an apprentice or if you know, know an apprentice, um, you could point them to the Apprenticeship Diaries. Um, okay, so, yeah. How's it, how's it going, gang? Are we all ready to draw? Definitely. That's awesome. Hey, that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. I'm, I'm hoping that it's like, you know, we're working on it. <laughs> trying to get it as efficient. I want to get better know, every week, it. man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thank you. It was pretty smooth. Absolutely. <laughs> I even went to some of the links this time. That's cool. No, I think that's really cool. Well, I also, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not only just a, you know, shilling for these. I'm, you know, I'm also like a, you know, a participant. I use, I use raw pigments in my tattoos. I also use tattoo now. I use reinventing the tattoo. You know, when I want to learn about like tattoo events, I go to worldwide tattoo events. So, you know, um, we, I think that there, there is a lot of, you know, great community here. So we're recommending things to you that we really believe in and we, you know, we actually use them. So, um, hey Jason, have you gone to any of these, um, have you gone to any of these conventions overseas? Sorry, I'm still making breakfast. Um, I've gone to a few shows overseas. Yeah. Word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, London, about, uh, Paris, uh, Rome, Dublin. Um, and I've got a couple more on the slate for next year. Nice. I like to travel. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I'm a, I really want to travel internationally. I've, I've done a lot of traveling. Have you ever um, traveled nationally. internationally? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So you're just never for tattooing. 
It's not easy. No. <laughs> no. Especially in Europe, man, it's a nightmare. Okay, I'll, I'll be sure to I'll be sure to talk to you about that when the time comes. Yeah, let me know. Fuck you. And also, if you ever need a travel buddy or a booth buddy for a show, man, hit me up. All right, word. I will. I'm always looking for people to work booths with and like um, travel. Have more like travel buddies that are willing to like go global. Mm-hmm. Um, like I want to hit Australia, New Zealand, Japan, um, South Korea. I've got buddies over in Malaysia, so I'd love to head out there for a little bit. Scotland, oh, wow. I might be doing a two-week stint in Scotland this coming year. Nice. Um, so, you know, it's you build a global network of people by working at these international shows. And the only thing it's doing is benefiting you in the long run because now you can go anywhere in the world and travel, right? Yeah, and work. And you can yeah. learn how people over in Europe are doing what they do or how are people in Australia doing it because they are absolutely crushing it right now. Right. You know, so I always like to learn from people all over the globe because it really gives you a more broad insight into um, a lot of different things. Mm. Oh, in Canada. I was just up in Canada, but I wasn't working at it. I was just attending it at the uh, the Deadly Show. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a life-altering event. I learned so much just by walking up and down the aisles. It was ridiculous. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, you had guys like James Tax, who was doing a three-day collaboration with Steve Moore. Right, which was unbelievable. Uh-huh. Um, you had my buddy Fibs. He was doing a collaboration with Jay Marceau, whose color work is spectacular. That was that was two day a two day collab where they literally covered a girl's entire the entire back of her legs, from like bottom of the wow. butt cheek to the ankle. Solid, solid work, Goodness and good. completed in fifteen hours. Good. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Um, you had guys like Chris Dunn, who I really, really admire. Um, I actually got tattooed by him all day Saturday. Um, Anthony Tex is right next to him. He's like James Tex 2.0. Um, not knocking James at all. I'm just saying, like, James passed along all of this information. Um, and then across the aisle, you have guys like Shane Ford. And if you don't know Shane Ford, go and look him up. Uh, Teresa Sharp was there. Christina Christie was there. John Clue stopped by and said hi. Um, I, it was like an all-star show. It was ridiculous. Oh, man. That's cool. You had guys there that were leading the field in like illustrative work and Japanese-style work. You didn't see too many realism artists there, which I kind of liked because I – Well – Yeah. Um, I, I did kind of enjoy that because it seems like every convention you go to now, it's like nothing it's all realism. people doing realism. And there, right. yes, there is mm-hmm. a talent to that. Don't get me wrong. There is a skill level that someone needs to have in order to be able to reproduce an image. Absolutely. To me, being able to create an image from scratch, not just reproduce it or duplicate it or replicate it, 
but be able to create it from absolutely nothing. Like we were talking about yesterday um, on the show when James was there to take a piece of paper that is your window to the world and create someone or something that didn't exist before. Uh That to me is something I give way more credit to than being able to sit down, take a found Google image and be able to put that on someone's skin. Right. You know, to me, I, I would take the person that creates the image over the person that duplicates it any day of the week. Mm-hmm. That's real. And a lot of people at that show have a lot of the same philosophies. So, Yeah, it's interesting. I think that, you know, we, uh, we had a great conversation yesterday um, on Jason's show. We talked about art. We talked about, you know, philosophy, history Please of don't art. bring up Cy Twombly. Yeah, we we did talk about that. we talked about a few artists, some of them controversial, um, you know, like uh, not not as a you know don't, they don't share as much agreement like say like you know in our community, right? Uh, maybe there's uh, uh, maybe like you you get in your bubbles, right? Well, you get in your in your circle, and everybody agrees on something, and uh what you agree what you like you agree what you dislike these sorts of these sorts of ideas so i thought that was really nice to kind of like expand our horizons in certain respects um but yeah i mean the whole idea of uh of of the counterfeit came up right the person who can recreate exactly uh you know uh something from a reference um now it's it's like we were talking about a painting if you could you know, sort of keep the same materials together and, and totally reproduce some, you know, old painting or something. Uh, you know, we look at that as a counterfeit. We don't see it necessarily. The, the art is in there somewhere, but maybe the actual work itself is, is not the art. But of course, I would, you know, we start talking about, if we start talking about tattooing and stuff, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a difference in materials, but there's a, the same sorts of skill sets that are involved. Like, you you know, you want to be able to, you know, completely reproduce this uh, masterpiece, right? It's like a master copy. Right. Uh, and so there is this real important place for doing that as a practice. And of course, you know, like if you can sell them as a part of your, uh, you know, your business, um, then yeah, why not? I think there's also all kinds of, uh, you know, opportunity there. Um, but again, I, I agree with you, Jason, that like uh, um, we should be striving towards the sort of creation of our own art, you know, the creation of our own sort of um, uh, compositions, our own sorts of things. And uh, I, I, I do think that that, you know, it doesn't come out of a vacuum, right? It emerges, you know, from, from our practices, right? The things that we, the things that we consume, the things that we the things that we do, our habits, and all of that contributes to uh, what will emerge, right? Who it is that you are and how you become who you are. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's, uh, uh, it's a process, right? It's a process to be able to, you know, to be able to compose anything at all. Um, and so I'm really, uh, I'm really fascinated by this. And, um, and so uh, I, and there was a, there's a, definitely a few, you know, I think insights that we gained, you know, like through our conversation. And I think, you know, sort of carrying that forward is, uh, I think it's really valuable. 
Hey, I wanted to say uh, hello to Lita. Good morning, Lita. Thank you for joining us. If you, if you just want to hang out in the back and draw, that's totally fine. If you want to like, if you want to like unmute and and uh, you know chit chat with us or turn on your camera, please feel invited to do that. Also, I saw Noah popped in, but I but um, I wasn't able to wasn't able to. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Thank you for letting us know that, Lita. Um, so here here with us in in spirit, right? So, <laughs> it's absolutely great to have you. It's great to have you all. Um, and so, um, yeah, cool. So there was something that I wanted to just to to, to touch on briefly, uh, and that's the passing, uh, you know, of a of a really incredible artist, Kim Jong Ji. Oh yeah. He died like like last week. Right. Yes. It's uh um so unexpected. I think he was like 47 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh just an incredible talent and uh and somebody who um I think had an almost a, an outsized influence on, you know, on on many many like areas of art that we that we get to enjoy. Ah, uh, here's Noah right here. So Noah, um, yeah. So Kim Jong Ji, if uh, for those of you who are not familiar, was a South Korean-born artist. He was a comic book artist, and um, just almost had almost uh, the most incredible creative streak. You know, the most crea incredible creative sort of capacity that you could imagine you watch him draw and it was like uh it was like a magic trick almost sort of mm -hmm. this stuff appear out of nowhere um but of course like you know he was uh you know he he had really mastered perspective he had really mastered like uh you know being able to draw form being able to use tone line and then anatomy he knew a lot about anatomy and so, you know, another thing that I just wanted to tie, you know, I really looked up to him, really respected, you know, his work. Um, but I think there's a lot of the, you know, the same sorts of like themes that we, you know, we're trying to cover here. Why? Just like Jason was talking about, we want to try to be able to compose our own images. We want to be able to do our own thing. And, um, so when we look to, you know, we, we look to people who have mastered their craft, um, again, it's, you know, this emulation is the most sincere form of flattery, but also um, it's, it's this process, a part of this process that helps you uh, become who you are. And so, um, yeah, that was, uh, um, it was, a, it was quite a shock, right? But that happens, right? You know, we all, uh, we all die eventually, you know, long enough timeline you know everyone's survival rate drops to zero so we <laughs> so we have to you know keep that in mind uh it's um it's one of those it's the facts of life um but are you you know are you doing everything that you can i i know that it's it's easier said than done and certainly um i think it's just a it's a question to to kick you in the ass right yeah. It's not, you're never going to be able to do everything you can. I mean, you can you can really try hard to do it, but you know, 
that and that's that's the that's the fun part right i think that's the that's the you know that's the, the hopefully the gas that drives you is that you are going to end up like you know uh overcoming yourself overcoming you know these things that hold you back because you really desire to um desire to be more than you are right now right so um yeah always be in process where you're always moving you're always you know you're always moving it may not always be forward <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's two steps back right <laughs> yeah sometimes sometimes it's not always a forward motion right sometimes there's some there's some loss there's loss yeah but loss is also inspiring i think so right when you can win in the losing then um you know then you know how, what could be better than that yeah what could be better than that as a wise man once said though if you learn from your mistakes is it ever truly a loss yeah exactly oh, I think that I believe in that. It's it's again. It's easier said than done. It's, mm. e it's so easy to say it, but you know it's. But yeah, you know if we're having if we're if we're having a discussion, you know, and I get, you know, I get convinced that I was incorrect about something. Then yeah, then I have uh, I've certainly, you know, I got the then I'm the I'm actually the one that that benefits the most, right? Because you already knew what you knew. But I gained something, you know, and, and this is, um, I think this is a basic, we're all kind of trying to say, we're saying the same thing, just semantically, you know, we're coming up with different ways to say it. So um, anyway, I, I uh, <laughs> to, to touch on these sad notes, you know, but of course it's the, it's in this, you know, it's in this spirit of drawing that we're, you know, that we're here together today and we're talking about artists that, that inspire us and, um, and about art that that makes us feel stuff, even if that feeling is, you know, infuriating sometimes. There's some yeah. art that infuriates us, and that's, you know, I think that's a part of the, you know, the the power of it. it bring us to the heights and bring us to the deepest depths as well. So, well, um, I uh, I had some. I had something I, I wanted to share. Let me see if I can uh, see if I can actually share it with us here. So, right. So this only works. Okay, all right. So I can share this. Ah, I can share this. It's not being shared on my ah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm really trying to get uh I'm really trying to make sure that I'm you know doing everything as efficiently as I possibly can. So I've got like three different monitors going here. <laughs> I want, you know, I've had this experience before when I, you know, one, one time I did a presentation, you know, it was one of these classes and it was like, and I just went for it. You know, I had it all planned out and everything, you know, everything was like, uh, uh, you know, 
everything was all figured. And so I just, I just started going. And then about an hour into it, I get a text from Gabe. He's like, can't hear a word. <laughs> I had no sound at all. You know what I mean? So embarrassing. We have all done that. I, yeah. I, uh, then, then you feel me, right? Then you feel it. But at the same time, it was, you know, uh, I said, I said, fuck it. And I just went ahead and, you know, um, uh, I just did it again. Same thing, you know, the same thing to, uh, you know, to what I was, uh, what I was doing. And, um, anyway, it was, it was even better the second time. Better the second time. Hey. You know what I mean? So, anyway, um, hopefully you can all see my screen share. Uh, I was going to share this chapter. It's the, it's the first chapter. Uh, from Andrew Loomis's uh, figure drawing for all it's worth. Um, again, I'm a big proponent of, uh, you know, of books. I love books. I think that, uh, you know, adding, adding, you know, books to your collection. Um, I think it, it only strengthens your art practice. And so um, mm -hmm. this is a particularly, this is an old book. I think there are, there are things that you'll find to be dated and there are things that, you know, you may not all like, I, there may be things you don't even agree with, but there's a lot of, of, of knowledge, you know, and, and wisdom in this book, um, figure drawing for all it's worth, especially for us visual artists, you know, there's a lot you can take from it. So, you know, uh, again, there's a, there's a, there's a, we have a particular time and culture uh, where we, you know, the way that we are conditioned to think about things is going to be different, right? It's going to be different from other times and other cultures. So, um, you know, it's always, it's always good to take things with a grain of salt. Um, but it, I don't think we throw out the, you know, we don't throw out completely the old, right? Just because it doesn't, it doesn't like conform to our notions. Um, and so, um, Oh, that's good. Anyway, so I just wanted to, I wanted to share this with us too. And, and, um, there's some, I know there's some things that we can, uh, that we can take from it. I won't read all of it, but, uh, I guess I just figured that like, um, there was a, there was a little bit I wanted to, a little bit I wanted to, to cover. Um, so, and this was something too that I, you know, I was, I was getting from, um, you know, sort of, and, from learning from Kim Jong-ji, uh, you know, and that is like, you know, just, uh, you know, observing your surroundings, adding that to your regular drawing practice, right? You know, like draw it your way, but you're also using your powers of observation, right? So, um, so yeah, we can, I think we start, I'll just start here. Uh, right. There was a time when the artist withdrew to a bare attic to live in seclusion for an ideal. For subject, a plate of apples sufficed. Today, however, art has become an integral part of our lives and the successful artist cannot set himself apart. He must do a certain job in a definitive manner and to a definitive purpose with a specific date of delivery. Start at once to take a new interest in people. Look for typical characters everywhere. Familiarize yourself with their characteristics and the details that distinguish them. 
What is arrogance in terms of light and shadow, form and mm. color? What lines give frustration and forlorn hope to people? What is a gesture in relation to emotion? Why is a certain childish face adorable, a certain adult face suspicious and untrustworthy? What must, uh, you must search for the answers to these questions uh, and be able to make them clear to your public. This knowledge will in time become a part of you, but it can come only from observation and understanding. Try to develop the habit of observing your surroundings carefully. Someday you may want to place a figure in a similar atmosphere. You cannot succeed completely with the figure unless you can draw the details of the setting. So begin now to collect a file of details that give a setting its atmosphere. Learn to observe significant details. You must be concerned with more than Martha's hairdress. Precisely why does Martha in a formal gown look so different in shorts or slacks? How do the folds of the dress break at the floor when she sits down? Watch emotional gestures and expressions. What does a girl do with her hands when she says, oh, that's wonderful? Or with her feet when she drops, it, drops into a chair and says, gosh, I'm tired. What does a mother's face register when she appeals to the doctor? Is there no hope? Or is it, or a child when he says, gee, that's good. You must have more than mere technical ability to produce a good drawing. And so I, you know, this, I just wanted to like, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, really, uh, I think very insightful things in this chapter for us to, you know, to, to read through. But I just sort of like that, you know, I like that, that idea of like, you know, observing your surroundings and, and really, um, uh, uh, really becoming like perceptive to, to others, right? To others. And, and, and this thought about like how we can convey, you know, emotion and information through our drawings, it seems so intuitive, but it takes practice, right? Um, Right. So, and this is, I think, a really uh, one more one more small segment I wanted to 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 touch on here, and then we'll we'll actually look at some pictures and, and we'll draw some stuff. So, all right. And this is about what is line as a question, like what is line, right? So, uh, the eye perceives form much more readily by contour or edge than by modeling. Yet there really uh, there is really no uh, outline on form. Rather, there is a silhouette of contour encompassing as much of the form as we can see from a single viewpoint. We must, uh, of necessity, limit that form some way. So we draw a line, an outline. An outline truly belongs within the category of flat rendering, though it can be accompanied by the use of light and shadow. The painter dispenses with outline because he can define the contours against the masses or build the form in relief by use of values. You must understand the difference between contour and line. A piece of wire presents a line, but a contour is an edge. That edge may be hmm. sharp limitation of the form, the edges of a cube, uh, or a rounded and disappearing limitation, the contour of a sphere. Many contours pass in front of one another like the contours of an undulating landscape. Line, figure drawing, even landscape drawing demands foreshortening in order to produce the effect of a solid form. You cannot outline a figure with a bent wire and hope to render its solid aspect. Look for two kinds of lines. The flowing or rhythmic line, weaving it about the form, 
and for the sake of stability and structure. The contrasting straight or angular line. Um, so again, I think it's, uh, I, I think that was, I think that can be really helpful for us sort of, you know, to think about like, you know. Can you go over the two sure. different lines again? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, let me let me try to try to go over that uh, that little bit here. So you must understand the difference between contour and line. So a piece of wire presents a line. A contour is an edge. That edge may be sharp, uh, maybe a sharp limitation to the form, like the edges of a cube, or a rounded and disappearing limitation, the contours of a sphere. Many contours pass in front of one another, like the contours of an undulating landscape. Um, so we can see lines like, you know, like when we do a gesture drawing, like we may sort of draw a line that sort of goes, travels through the figure, right? The whole body could be a line, you know what I mean? Um, but when we want to differentiate, you know, uh, form, right? Like one form from another, this is a discernment that we make through through the through the contour. Um, so something that just was you know just covered is that you can use if you're painting you can just sort of put one shape in front of another and thus you know the contour is um, you know uh, the, the contour is made by these by shape on shape right. But when we're using line as our part of our visual language there's a contoured edge that's going to describe that form to the point of view of the viewer. So um, you can have a very, very crisp and angular edge, right? Or you can also have this sort of, uh, you know, this sort of edge that's sort of soft and fading away that conveys information, right? But I think if you're just always thinking about line is this always this same line, well, I mean, you know, I guess a lot of coloring books maybe work that way. And, and that can be, uh, you know, it is a way of conveying stuff. But if you want to, if you want your visual language to speak with, uh, with more nuance, right, and you really start to invest the time in thinking about how, how these lines do their, their communicating. Um, does that, does that make sense? Was that helpful? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. There, I, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's just, a, it's simply a matter of like, what is it that you want to get from it? You know, what is it that you want to get out of the line? And, um, and so, um, uh, it, the rightness or wrongness of it is just merely in, in terms of, uh, what your, what your intention is. Right. You know, and so it can be very rudimentary and, and simp simplified. And that might be exactly what you were intending to do. So, I mean, if that can be a victory. But of course, if you're trying to, you know, like if you're trying to convey other things, you're trying to be more like convincing representationally speaking, then, yeah, you're always, you know, you're always sort of dealing with this. You know, it's a, it's like a it's like a problem. The line that's there doesn't actually exist, but but by using it, you're sort of speaking about a truth. I know that <laughs> that's a contradiction. I'm sure you know. Like we're using this illusion. This this it's not there. 
it's kind of a, it's a fabrication. It's a lie, but it speaks to the truth of something, right? To the truth of the form um, as you're seeing it. So you're conveying one thing to another. And these, I think, are, um, uh, these, I think, can be uh, just part of the, again, that magic or that, like, sort of, uh, that, that real interest that you can, that you can bring out. But this is a, this is a, this is um, the first chapter in this book. And, you know, in the, like, sort of in the preface of the book, he, you know, Loomis talks about that this is the most important chapter. <laughs> these are lays out the foundation for the rest of it. So while there's a lot of other technical things in it, you know, you, if you end up, you know, buying this book and, and checking it out, you know, you can really linger over this first part, really read it, really go through um, what's going on, and that will help you. Um, uh, it, it will help you out as you as you move through, and you're sort of gaining the knowledge that that's um, that's that's within it. So um, I've got this uh, back up a little bit. Let's see it better. All right. So here's like a. Uh, here's a turnaround in a in like in concept art and you know in, in sort of developing uh, you know characters and stuff this presentation is called a turnaround so you have a front view a side view and a back view um, and again just sort of you know talk talk again reference Kim Jong-ji this was something that he always practiced and that was like you know can you draw a thing and you know, hold it in your mind and turn it around and draw it from different angles. Same thing, just different angles and stuff. It's very challenging, but it's you know, uh, it can be this really valuable practice. So, all right, this is idealized proportions, um, eight heads tall. Again, it's a place to start. Uh, you may or may not ever find a person that's you know that's eight heads you know, <laughs> that has this eight head proportion. Um, it's idealized. Uh, but it's, you know, again, there's, um, uh, like I was talking about, there may be things in this, you know, in this book that are not as, you know, uh, you, you can take it or leave it, right? There are things that you can sort of, you can find valuable, um, and maybe even valuable in terms of uh, giving you insight into the way that, uh, you don't want to be, but, but again, so, uh, so this idealized male head uh, or male figure rather, um, what it does do it is it does give us this very interesting way of thinking about like how to break down the human figure. Right. So, you know, you can always use the head as a proportion that will tell you about the rest of the body. And so you measure the head and you can measure how many of those units will go into the overall height and then, of course, the overall width, right? Whether it's the, the profile width or the, you know, thinking about like the width of the shoulders and, and whatnot. And then again, there's this uh, from a different author that we covered a few weeks ago, this whole idea of the middle point, right? The, the very halfway point of the overall body itself. So, I mean, you can always divide one into two, right? It's, you know, like, if you have one, you divide it into to two, right? It'd be the, the first, you can always do it. And so, if, especially if you do it like in a uh, um, evenly, right? Divide evenly, then you end up with uh, 
you know, it's a really, it's a, it's a good place to start. It's a good place to sort of, uh, you know, to, to begin the, the process. All right. So same thing here. This is, um, some idealized, uh, female proportions of a woman's body. And so, you know, and I've, I had a lot of students ask me like, well, why is she wearing heels in this picture? It's like, so nude figure, but wearing heels. Um, you know, again, I won't, uh, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. Um, I do know, you know, I was teaching figure drawing in, during the pandemic. And so, uh, so while the, the model would be sitting on stage and we'd be drawing them, uh, they would be completely nude, but would have to wear their mask. So, so we have all these figure drawings of, you know, uh, the naked body, but with a mask on. So, you know, different times, different necessities, I suppose. But, um, but anyway, uh, we've got, we've got this sort of this same sort of theory here, the same sort of idea in terms of the head being used as a way to measure the overall body. Um, so here's a, here's a sort of like, um, just a, uh, just a comparison, if you like, of, of how, um, how these, how these ideas sort of, uh, stand up. Now, seven and a half heads is, it's pretty much like that's been that's been sort of thought as uh, um, that's been sort of thought as, <laughs> covered as something that's like that's that's a little bit closer to an average, right? Again, these are you know these are going to be like places to start from, uh, but it, it doesn't necessarily it, there is not this absolute truth in it. It's it's these are principles that is a place to start, right? So. Insofar as they are true, they're also false. <laughs> so uh, seven and a half heads. Um, here, Andrew Loomis says, like used in in most academic schools, rather dumpy. He <laughs> calls it rather dumpy. That's what you know. Uh, you know, measure yourself. You know, I bet you you'll, you'll you you very well might be about seven and a half heads tall. Um, so idealistic, right? His this is Loomis's sort of take on it idealistic eight heads tall right it's a little bit the proportions totally differ right the proportions become totally different um for fashion right and so you, if you've ever seen like you know sketches fashion sketches right a lot of time you know the figures are very elongated right it's sort of you know it's more of a flow for the clothing right how the clothing might flow um that's this is it's what they kind of do it's this you know, likely what's, uh, I don't know how much it's still taught, but this is what it would have been taught. Like you have a very elongated figure. So that way it's, you know, it sort of accentuates the clothing more. And then when you go into antiquity and you look at a lot of, you know, like uh, sculptures and stuff, you're going to see this eight or sorry, nine heads proportion. So it's a very heroic, you know, so the you know, this very heroic figure, nine heads tall. Um, that's, and that's just units, right? Just using the unit of the head as a measurement for the overall height. Um, again, height and width. These are the, the two dimensions, right? And as we've been talking about, you know, it's, it, it, takes, it takes light and value to describe, you know, the third dimension. But in drawing, we can 
uh, in drawing, we can actually sort of, uh, we can represent this third dimension with two-dimensional lines because we're using a two-dimensional plane. Um, so, ah, yeah, so sort of using the idea of perspective and applying it to the figure, right? That's what, a, that's, that's sort of the, the end result of at least, you know, sort of thinking about the height and the width relationship. So you can start to represent the, the third, the third dimension. You can start to represent, um, you know, a depth, right? Height, width, and depth. Again, this was, um, you know, something that like, you know, we can certainly take that, take that from Kim Jong-ji. You know, you look at his work. I'm going to scroll down here just to the, it's very interesting, this idea here, you know, sort of putting things inside of a box, right? This is something that, um, something that you'll see a lot of artists do, uh, but so far as like, you know, how do you start to like put these forms into space? Well, you know, you can, if you can think about a form that will hold the form you want to draw, let's see, there's the one with boxes, yeah. Where'd that one go? Ah, here it is. This one. So, you know, again, very rigid, right? If I sort of, if I, if I sort of put us, you know, put our attention on this one, very rigid sort of form, right? It's almost very static. But again, you know, that's the, a part of the nature of the form, right? We have a form. Human figure is a form. So if you can draw this box with some dynamism, you might be able to start to put the sorts of uh, relationships. And then again, you know, um, uh, once you start to, here, I'll scroll back up. Once you start to place them, you know, in relationship to one another, well, now you can start to put them in sort of an environment. Now you can start to put different figures interacting with one another, right? Once you really understand the perspective, uh, you know, the, the simple perspective of, of forms and stuff, the simple perspective of forms, um, then you really ought to be able to, you know, draw the figure um, and place place the figure around in, in various ways. So um, now, like, you could draw this without reference, uh, but if you really want to find end up with a final rendering, you would need to get gather some references, right? So, um, I mean, you know, it's it, it depends on what I guess it depends on what you're doing. You know, if you if you really practice it enough, you really sort of develop your powers of observation where you're like always looking at things, you're always drawing them. Um, you might be able to come up with a with a very uh, interesting and attractive drawing just sort of from your imagination but of course like you know having having the ability to sort of to compose compose something and then gather the references and stuff at a later time i think that can be you know it can be very powerful and is and is a part of what we were you know trying to return to our earlier earlier part of our conversation was is a part of how you can compose things you know, it's how you can start to use uh, sort of a, um, your own your own imagination to, to come up with something. Um, and so, uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, 
Let me stop, stop sharing that. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that was just, I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you all. Thank you all for, uh, you know, for checking it out. I, I hope that was enjoyable. Uh, well, it's a really amazing um, documentary about MC Escher on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just bringing it up because of yeah. we, I'm talking about perspective and um, it's, it's probably one of the best documentaries about an artist that I have ever seen because it's done in his own words where he actually sits you down and explains to you the process by which he went into making each individual piece. So it is, just look up NC Escher on YouTube. It is amazing. I definitely will do that. I'm going to be looking that up too. He's one of my yeah. favorites. It's, you're going to, oh my God, you're going to get so much out of it. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, that's, that's a great, um, that's a great recommendation. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated with, uh, um, with perspective. It's one of those things that I, you know, I just, I can't get enough of it. I think, uh, you know, intuitively we, we try to, you know, we try to present things as in relationship to an assumed viewpoint. Like if we're, if we're drawing a picture, we are assuming a viewpoint, right? This is something we talked about yesterday in our, you know, our conversation about like looking through a window, right? It's, it's the same sort of idea, like you're looking through a window or whatever. Uh, and so, um, uh, you, you end up um, having this assumed point of view and you try to try to bring things closer or, or farther or whatever. Um, and that's if, you know, uh, so you're, you're sort of using perspective in, in an intuitive way. Um, but I think once you can, you know, once you take the time, you start to learn about some of the theories, if you can start to, you know, to bring those together, um, it can really be helpful. So it's not about becoming like completely enslaved to them. But it certainly is. It's about using your tools. Does that make sense? Right. Oh, yeah. learning, learning a tool and being able to use it, I think, is the that's the name of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, like if you use a screwdriver to hammer in nails, <laughs> something like that, <laughs> which is what I was I was I was working on. My I had a window that I had a window that was, uh, you know, malfunctioning and I had to work on it. And it was like I was using all the wrong tools to do it with, you know. I learned a thing or two, right? So sometimes, again, you know, you, you have this sort of, you know, you have to, you have to like take a few steps back in order to, <laughs> in order to, to make some progress. Uh, and you learn a thing or two through your trials and errors, right? So mm -hmm. it takes time. It's a process. I think that's, that's definitely true. So, um, but anyway, I, uh, um, yeah, I had a, a, let's see, we've got, ah, we've got a, we've got another guest joining us this morning. Ricardo. Hey. Hey, Ricardo in the building. Ricardo. Good morning, Ricardo. Hey, morning. What's up? Great to have you. Yeah, likewise. But thanks for being there. Thanks for uh, hosting and letting me be here, man. Of course. 
Yeah, it's always Jason, a pleasure. Good morning, Amber. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. We had uh, a couple. I like, had two weddings this weekend, so I've been like nonstop, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so feeling a little, you know, dry today. <laughs> We're here. I hear you. Oh, you can make it. Yeah. Um. Well, I had a, a. We drew a skull last week, and I like. Um. And I and I. I told myself, and I, you know, I promised all of you I was gonna like I was gonna work on it a little bit more. Here's my last week's skull. Just in, we were using ink, right? So let me so I can hold it up uh, here. Yeah. There's my there's my last week's skull. Right, and then uh, I did another one. Let's see, I can. So uh, there, yeah. There's the there's the other one I worked on. Just a little bit more, a little more time, and a little bit more sort of. Um, a little more value, I think, a little bit more like a tonal value. But again, it was uh, um, just really meaning to, um, or really intending to to uh, to just use pen, to just uh, to just use ink for it. And I didn't do any, you know, like pencil layout and stuff. Uh, I wanted to just um, take a risk. So again, I think you know, of course, could be more accurate. Of course, it could have more sort of. Uh, yeah, could have more details and stuff, but there was um, something that I thought I, I that I, I found really um, I found really useful. So uh, anyway, it was that was what we had. That's what we did last week, and uh, you know, again, uh, uh, Spirit has encouraged me to try to assign like some weekly homework to everybody. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep up with it myself. It can be this uh, again, like you know stuff comes up we got like work we got weddings we got you know what i mean there's all sorts of things and it's it's tough to keep up but it's always yeah it's i think like having the challenge is is um uh it's makes things so worthwhile you know so mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome dude yeah i agree man it can be uh life can take over sometimes but it's always good to practice yeah. And it's always good to practice it with pen and markers and stuff like that. I like drawing with those too, man. Um, there's like a permanence to it. You know what I mean? It's like a, a little much more like, what is it? What's the right way to say it? Like, uh, like an objective, you know, there's much more of an, an objective there. And it's like concentrating on the shapes and the proportions and paying attention to placements of line and stuff like that. Contour lines, especially. I, I enjoy that too. And if I, you can just turn it into something else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're right. There could be some trial and error there and stuff. Yeah, there can be, um, you know, there's some risk, right? There's some risk that you end up sort of taking, um, especially yeah. especially because it's like, you know, uh, unforgiving medium. Tattoos are that way. <laughs> it's unforgiving, you know, in a certain yeah. respect, right? You've got to, you know, you've got to really have a, 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 you know, a lot of intention and a lot of, you know, uh, uh, a Confidence lot of, in uh, your line. a plan. Mm -hmm. Really got to have a plan going forward. Uh, <clears throat> that's, that's something that's like, it's sort of constantly, constantly being reminded, I'm constantly being reminded of it in the tattoo. 
how important it is, you know what I mean, to, 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 to prepare, how important it is to, um, you know, to, to, to be attentive, to be present, right? While you're working and, and, and like, you know, being there and being focused. Um, it's, uh, again, it's sort of like, there's this, there's this flow state that you can reach, I think, and it doesn't have to, you know, it, it's, it's where you're probably doing some of your best work, but it, again, it's a process that sort of, you know, that like it, it, you know, it comes, it comes to you through that, through that working. Um, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, you know, somebody who uses a hammer all the time, they become really, really, really proficient with hammering in nails almost to the point where, you know, the hammer becomes like an extension of their body. And our machines, I think, would do the same thing, right? You become so proficient with using it. You become so attuned to it. It's just an extension of your body, right? It's not, it's not really even separate from you. It's a part of you yourself. You know, you're using that and it's, um, again, it's just sort of, it, there's a, there's a relationship and there's a flow that happens. So. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You ever feel that way? Oh yeah, man. For oh sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Definitely. Good. Good. I, I, uh, I know that I've always tried to practice the, whenever I'm hammering something, then I'll try to do that one hit nail. You know what I mean? Like I try to drive <laughs> it in one hit. No, no. But if I practiced it a lot more, I'd probably be able to get it done. All right. But with the tattooing, for sure, man, it's become like muscle memory. You know what I mean? The technique and stuff like that. Like it's like uh, when you're trying to teach somebody how to tattoo, you're, you're you're breaking down the movements and things like that. You know what I mean? The pull on this with the with your pulling hand and then the strokes with the machine. And after a while, you know what I mean? It just you don't even think about that anymore. You're just applying the ink. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> Um, uh, so we're all here and, uh, you know, hopefully I know we promised some drawing and stuff. I, uh, I know that we had, uh, I know that we had been, we've been talking about, um, I'll show you my skull real quick. Yeah, please. I'd love to see it. Okay. All right. I didn't have the last one, but this is the one I did. Uh, let me take that off. Do a second. How do you do that? Of course, I do not know. Uh, backgrounds and effects. Come on, there we go. Oh, gracious. There we go. Of <laughs> Murphy's Law. Awesome. So right here, right where the lower half of the jaw meets, I learned this from the book, uh, the Harley Brown, uh, essential eternal truths for every artist where you can actually kind of like blend the blend parts of the image into the background and it kind of gives it more depth whereas it allows everything to kind of jump out a little further so this little trick right here I kind of learned uh, reading a book and this is the book <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah I love that book. Yeah, that's great. Love that book. Um, and I also really appreciate that technique. What you're just talking about, uh, lost, lost edge. 
Mm. The lost edge, that's sort of the way I've always heard it like described is that you, you know, you have this sort of this dark shit, like we were talking about earlier with the contour, right? So that the, the, the edge of the jawbone would, would basically be the contour, the limit of the jawbone, right? Mm-hmm. But because of the dark shadow that it's in and it has a shadow on top of it, it starts to become, you know, mysterious. Like where does it end and where does the, you know, the sort of the background begin? Um, so, you know, as the artist, you know, you have to, you might get stuck in that spot where you're sort of like, you know, you're trying to render the background and you're trying to render the reflected light a little bit. It's kind of, you know, a push and pull. And mm-hmm. It's actually darker. Um, there can be, you know, there can be a way to sort of, to, uh, to try to express it. But I, I, I love that. I love that playing that game, especially drawing yeah. from life and especially, uh, you know, working and trying to render things and make them, you know, very like representational. So, mm-hmm. and so I thought, uh, uh, I loved all of the rendering and I love the note on top of it. I think those, I think writing notes are, uh, you oh. know, <laughs> I think writing notes while you're drawing and stuff is, is, is really important. And, um, uh, it's a, it's a combination, right? Language and, you know, an image, um, can be, uh, it can be so beautiful. It can also be so interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be really, really helpful for you, you know, I mean, for the artist personally, but of course, like, you know, the audience, they're going to get something different from it. Just, just like the image, right? Just like the image. We, we can't control what the image is for the, you know, for the audience. We can, you know, we present it to them and let them sort of deal with it. But, um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Spirit, for sharing yes, that. Absolutely. Thanks for the homework. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, uh, let's see. All right. So, um, let's see. Still got you. Let's see what we got here. Gallery mode. All righty. Let me see. I can. Uh, so I've got. Uh, yeah, I've got some. I've got some forms here. I even got a, got a light, as well. Yeah. So just some basic geometrical forms. I figured it might be sort of nice. Again, we were kind of talking about how, like, you know, the figure has got this form and geometry. Um, you know, it might be sort of fun to to, to give these a to give these a try. So, um, and then of course, uh, I would also love to. I'd also love to do a couple of a couple of quick gesture drawings as well. But um, but yeah, I I thought this would be interesting sort of change up from what we've uh, you know what we've been doing, but also as a way to kind of like you know to help us. Uh, you know, the way we think about, right? The way that we think about, um, you know, our figures and stuff. So, uh, I got my, I can put these back a little bit. Uh, drawing a little bit. Um, I'm gonna do just a couple of quick warm ups. Just gonna like, I'm gonna. I wonder if my pen is going to work today. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see how long my pen works. 
Let's see. What's up? Jason's got to go. Thanks for stopping by, Jason. It was really great to have you. I got to go, too. Um, so All sorry. Right. Um, but I did take a screenshot of these shapes, and I'll definitely be working on them. Is there homework outside of this? Let's, uh, you know, let's like, let's try to work on, uh, you know, do one of these shapes if you get a chance to. If you get a chance. Again, I don't want anybody to feel like pressure. This is, uh, this is really a fun I need pressure. sort of space. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, too, you know, yeah. Uh, try out one of these shapes if you get a chance to, and and uh, I think drawing from a picture is fun, but also you can also you know if you have a, a little object to draw, this is this is where it can start, and then you can start to make something more complicated. You know, like you, you practice these, practice drawing figures from life, you bring them together. I think it really you know uh, becomes something that's uh, that's really quite special. So. Anyway, thanks for coming, Spirit, and thanks for showing your skull. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll see you guys next week. All right, bye, see you Ricardo, next time. Bye, Amber, bye, Lita. Bye, James. Have a good day. Bye, Spirit. Later, guys. Later, man. Cool. Um, so I'm just, like, just warming up my uh, hand and eyes, doing a couple of these ellipses. I do like to practice them. Um, but... It's a warm up. So feeling a little bit more warmed up. Right. So we'll see it. Like I said, I'll see how long my pen will, will operate for. I like I like this uh, this center one here. It's like I think it's a dodecahedron or something like that. But um but I think I might I might sort of go for uh, for this pyramid shape, just for simplicity's sake. So let's start off. Oops. Cancel. Here we go. Plus. So I'll just draw this from my perspective. Slightly different then the camera's gonna show it, but sort of using my, using my pen, I can sort of slight the angle, right? I can sort of, I can hold it up and then I can bring it right down to my, right down to my canvas here. Just very quickly come up with. Always double check. Hey. Right. So very simple and very quick. Um, very simple and very quick. Just a quick sketch. But from my point of view, that's it's fairly fairly similar. Check this out. So let's see. Move that just a little tiny bit. So if I'm like sitting, you know, at the bus stop and I'm waiting for the bus, right? Or if I'm like, I can go to the library, I go to the coffee shop, right? I can go out into life and I can sort of, I can observe things and draw them. This is what I would do. Set up my paper, tablet, whatever. 
and then just use use my what I have available this the tool of my you know my my drawing implement and I would probably cite a few angles and try to get some basic sort of shapes some basic forms down um, and then again you know start to start to sketch them out as well right once something is established um, I think that can be really useful really helpful so just a couple of quick measurements and then I'll squint I'll like oops, keep back at my camera then I'll squint I'll squint my eyes and I'll look at the form and I'll look for the light so in this case uh, it's pretty simple we've got three tones right we've got a highlighted side here this and everything's pretty pretty like evenly lit right so we've got the, the lit up side we've got like this certainly shadow side the dark side of the form but then it's casting a shadow right and so uh, we have all of the elements of the shadow as well um, seems like there might be two lights in the room so we've got like we've got like a got a double sort of shadow going it's very subtle but um and i'll probably just simplify it down to just this one and keep it somewhat somewhat definitive and i think that's a part of what we're you know what you would do with you know your drawing from life you would end up simplifying it and you know in a, in a way you would really try to um try to take the information and make it make it intelligible right for the for the audience all right so got slightly darker shadow which we can see just this this area like underneath the form here it's the, the light is really occluded it's not it's not coming through at all so and then I'll turn this down I'll just block it in I'm not I'm not going to worry too much about uh Too much detail, but just to block in that area, right? I think I will here. This could be this would be would <laughs> be a little bit of a cheat here, but I can I can darken in the background a bit, and that will kind of make yeah, that'll kind of make uh. It'll make the whole form go, uh, you know, it can be a little bit lighter. So that, and then put that down. Take out some of this value here. A little bit bigger. Yeah. There. So I'll do that. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a cheat. And then I'll go with lighter. <laughs> there we go. Fun. Working digitally is really, uh, can be really, really, I think, just uh, invigorating, right? It can really sort of invigorate your your creativity. What we're talking about with tools, though, I mean, it can become a crutch. It can become something that's, you know, uh, it can hold you back if you don't, you know, if you don't learn, like, uh, to get from it what you what you want um, but yeah there we go and then let's see uh ah so maybe maybe even just a little bit 
Ah. Got one more guest joining us. Hello, Elise. Good morning. There we go. Fun. Yeah, so now I've got this kind of uh, this kind of relationship of the of the you know the again there's these three tones, but if I include the background, you know, then now there's now there's four. Hi Elise. Hello. Great to I'm have you. Today. Yeah, we were just drawing these uh, these simple forms, you know, just sort of uh, talking about perspective and figure drawing and stuff. Um, yeah, I um, I, again, I was hoping to do just a couple of quick figure drawings. If uh, if anybody is, uh, let me see if I yeah, I got it here. Our posematics. Pose maniacs, rather. So let me see. Ah, remove the spotlight. Okay, cool. Right. So that, just a just a quick one. Did anybody uh, get a chance to draw one of the forms? Oh, I drew two of the forms. Let's see. I'd love to see them. Wonderful. Yeah. Love it. This is exactly what we were, what we were hoping for and nice. Uh, I think some nice control over the values and then also, you know, nice crisp lines. So, um, yeah, very nicely done. Yeah. Very nicely done. Ricardo, <laughs> what were you up yeah. to? You draw anything? I got it. Yeah. Let's see it. Um, hold on here. Let me check. You, you see? Yes. Oh, on Ricardo, that's paper. awesome. Oh, man. Beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. So hmm. I'm going to do a little skull real yeah. quick. Go back to your, uh, go back, go back to your, um, your form real quick. Cause it. Perfect. Say something, because it, it keeps picking up me. So, Ricardo, you talk and talk um, about it. Can you see the form? It's on orange paper right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just focused on the cast shadow primarily and then started kind of like laying in some medium tones for the angles that's on the dodecahedron. Um, and, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit more that's, you know, the orange paper isn't pick, it's not allowing to pick up and stuff like that on the camera, but um, yeah, no, just focused on uh, the background tones more than anything else to kind of create that silhouette since it's white on black, you know what I mean? Love it. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It is, yeah, it's beautiful. And um, so and I love it on the orange paper as well. So um I thought it was festive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pumpkin Halloween. spice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice the decahedron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to jump over to do this. Uh, let's, let's do this. Share it. 
cool. So, um, so if you all would like to, you want to draw, uh, let's just do a couple of, couple of two minute sketches or yeah, these are these quick sketches, 90 seconds. Why not? And then, uh, you know, hang out as long as you can. If you want to do one that's, you know, you want to, if you want to do one that's a little bit longer, I think I, I think I'm, I'm into it. So, um, I'm going to hit start. If you got your paper, you got your paper ready. Three, two, one. An interesting thinking, like a thinker kind of a pose. I really like the uh, the months, the muscles that you can see that are exposed. It, it helps with the contour lines, like the, the gravity, the weight of the body. You know, I I also like I like this uh, I like this too. It's really uh, interesting working this way. So there was that one. So we're doing another one. You know what's been awesome is growing up with like the Disney animation. You know what I mean? Like seeing how how you can make a two dimensional object seems so alive and so so flowy and so like uh, wrapped up in its own world. You know what I mean? Um, I've always I've always drawn from those cartoons as inspiration for sure. I always really uh, I always really found like you know it was like sort of like sort of either before or after. 
you know, the, the movies, they would show the, I think it sort of starts with a starts with this with this gesture in you know, this quick this quick sort of capturing of Yeah, I'm sorry you're cutting off. Uh, I think I was freezing up a little bit, but I think I heard oh. you say something. I think I heard you say something about the gestures and things like that. And I, I agree with you yeah. too, like the quick the quick capture of the, of the character and the form and that stuff. I agree with you completely. Yeah. It, it's I really cool to see how line can have such an influence over movement, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's that one. Yeah, these uh, these streams are also like turned into podcasts. So it's this part right here where everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> There's no sound, so it's um, yeah. <laughs> got to keep the conversation going, uh, even though. Uh, sorry to be silent. I just no. no. <laughs> it's no, all your mean. fault, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> where to go? Oh. Everything was going so cool. Yep. And then Elise got on here. Like, uh -oh. <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Yeah, bless you. I've been really into saying bless you lately. I keep thinking about that movie Dogma. Dogma. Ever, oh, yeah. I've seen that movie. There's this scene where Matt Damon is like a, he's like an archangel, like an angel of death or something. And like he sneezes and then nobody says bless you. And. So he decides to slaughter the whole group of <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Say bless you, I guess. Sounds like Catholic school all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't go to Catholic school. I went to I did go to church school for a while. I was Protestant, but uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, we, we were, it was pretty strict too. Mm -hmm. I've just always loved like you know church paintings, though, like like uh, in, in Catholic churches and stuff. The stained glass, the the icons, the um, the paintings and stuff. I've always just I've been so fascinated. I guess it's sort of like you know, they weren't allowed in the churches that I, you know what I mean? Like when I was a, when I was younger and went to church more regularly, mm. just wasn't, wasn't a part of it. It probably becomes, you know, pretty like run of the mill if you see it all the time. Oh, I don't know. So there was no artwork in your church? Uh-uh. Not really. I mean, there was, like, yeah, it was, there would be some stuff, I guess, but not like in the church. You know what I mean? It'd be like uh, uh, I had this uh, 
had an illustrated Bible. So it was like a Bible as a comic book kind of thing. Hmm. It was very That's awesome. It, it was, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always fun too, like seeing those, those churches, man, and like all the artwork and like finding the sacred geometry underneath like the composition. You know what I mean? Yes. Like even the even like the Holy Trinity, you know that that Trinity knot is like based off of the centerpiece of like the seat of life and stuff like that too. You know, it's pretty cool. You're like, hey, that's older than the churches. <laughs> Let's finish up this one here, and then we'll move on to a slightly longer one. And that'll be will be our be about our day today. But it's, I don't know, it's just so, uh, I think, rewarding to, to be in these drawing spaces with, with others and get to talk about stuff. And, uh, you know, um, it can be challenging to make the time to, you know, to draw figure. Um, even, you know, like, at least you're still in school, right? But it's still yeah. probably, like, you're, you're probably so busy right now. It's like, <laughs> you're really focusing on... 3D modeling and stuff. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, right now I'm working on sculpting a uh, horse crochet. So I'm kind of having to like go back <laughs> and like lean on a lot of my life drawing stuff that I uh, haven't I haven't really done in a while. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope I get a chance to see that when it's all when you get it finished. Yeah, totally. I actually, uh, well, the Ecorche is not going to be in it, but I just uh, finished rendering some stuff for the 3D show. Um, Fun. Yeah. Let's, uh, I'm going to grab, ah, today's pose, right? Today's pose, oh, what is Pose of the day. Well, you know, we were kind of, uh, we're kind of thinking about like these, uh, you know, body as geometrical form. <laughs> so <laughs> this one is very like, uh, this one is very sort of, um, it's giving fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. It's really closed in, but I think, you know, I think this might be a fun one to, you know, to try. Why not? Um, I'm going to set a timer. And just keep it at like, uh, we'll just go for 10 minutes. So give it a try. My timer's going. I don't want to get too loud, but. Yeah, so we'll do 10 minutes on this, on this one, see what happens. I can zoom in a little bit. How's that? A little bit better? Yeah. Cool. Give it a try. I think we can envelope this figure. We think about, like, you know, what kind of shape it might have. The overall silhouette is definitely a triangle. Mm -hmm. 
Very challenging. <clears throat> I like to pay attention to the negative areas in it too, uh, and how that affects the overall contour, the, the limbs, the appendages, and things like that. That's a good tip, especially on this yeah. one. I'm definitely going to put that into put that into play. So Ricardo, you got any um, exciting projects lined up this week? Uh, this week, not so much. I'll be continuing on some pieces that we've had done, um, uh, started, uh, and like just in continuing some of the work and everything like that. But I will be starting on some sketches for some full sleeves here pretty soon, and I'm really excited about it. Awesome. It's been pretty awesome. Re recently, I've been trying to stay on a positive note. I haven't had too many new clientele coming in, but I have had a lot of return clientele wanting some larger work. And it's actually opened up my schedule so I can really focus on these new these new projects. And it's kind of something I've always wanted to happen. And I've never really taken the initiative to make that happen as far as clearing out my schedule to do so. So it's kind of fallen into place. I'm really excited about the, the, the opportunity to... Uh, sit down and hand draw some of these sleeves again, you know, like I've, I've grown so accustomed to drawing on the tablet that I'm looking forward to actually, I, I took a tracing of the arm instead of a photo of it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And very physical process to it. So I'm, I'm really pumped about it. To be honest with you. So this one kid wants a, like a whole punk rock theme sleeve. So I'm really excited about that. Like he's given me the green light on drawing this large scale pinup kind of figure with a mohawk and a skull so i'm like really pumped about that it's like yes yes oh, who's got a dog that's me sorry about that <laughs> i love dogs uh, I do too. she can be she can bark <laughs> at the wind sometimes uh, you know, and that's what she's doing right now <laughs> Calm down. It's okay, girl. She's a big German Shepherd. Everybody's so afraid of her, but she's such a sweetheart. I love German Shepherds, though. Yeah, she's a big shedding baby. <laughs> she's never had puppies, but I'm pretty sure the amount of hair that she gets rid of on a daily basis is enough to make another dog, I'm sure of that. <laughs> you knit a dog sweater. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. There's actually a woman who does that. She takes people's really? cats. Yeah, there's a, a woman who like brushes people's cats and then she spins <laughs> the cat hair into yarn and then she makes like little purses out of them. It's really weird, but I mean, I, I guess that kind of vibe's not too good for people who are allergic. <laughs> This is, a, this is a bizarre pose to draw, I won't lie, but, <laughs> but there's something, I don't know, there's something kind of, uh, something really interesting about it, you know, like how closed in it is. I don't know, like we, you know, well, earlier today we were talking about like, how do you convey, you know, uh, like, you know, say a, like an adorable child versus somebody who's got like a, 
you know, an untrustworthy face. It's mm. like, there's all kinds of, there's probably all kinds of, you know, like little markers and little things that we're always looking for. Um, and it's kind of a, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's universal necessarily. I mean, I guess there's this behavioral, you know, like researchers who, you know, like FBI does that stuff, right? Like they, yeah. They can do like a lie detector test. Um, I guess they, uh, there was that movie, uh, Meet the Parents. They had that <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it, but I know the. Uh... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> The character's name was um, Greg Fokker. Mm. So um, Robert De Niro was the, the father. He would say something like, uh, you know, I got nipples. You milk me, Fokker. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty funny. This is definitely a very interesting pose. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang in there, gang. We're just, uh, you know, we just got like um, just a couple of minutes, and this one will. Be in the books. I guess I'm kind of the, you know, I got the form well, in, and now I'm kind of drawing in some of the muscles, but I don't want to get too, uh, you know, I don't want to get too like noodly. Look what my my drawing, my old drawing teacher would say, just noodling. So you got to keep the form in mind, and then probably it's, you know, it's probably all the the tone, right? The overall tones and stuff. Yes, yes, we're in the, I just got a, I got a text uh, about the movie reference, right? You're, <laughs> remember the circle of trust, right? We're in the, <laughs> you're in the circle of trust. Excuse me. There always it's going to be some, I mean, you can always improve, right? Perfection is unattainable. Try to have a nice, confident finish here. I'm having some sort of finish. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Put something, put some contour. We were talking about today, like the, you know, the importance of the contour. And so that's just the limit, right, of the shapes. There's going to be all kinds of lines that are going to happen. You know, you could you could probably put in there, but um, you know, the most the most valuable ones would be this, this sort of contours that that give the information, give the viewer the, the clue. What it is there? What it is there seeing? 
more that I look at it, the kind of you know, the more that gets revealed. So I really love the parallel between the cheekbone and the sh the shoulder strap area too. It's really like just uh, my eyes just drawn to that area for some reason. I think we're all going to come up with you know with something. We're all going to really focus on something probably, and that'll be the you know the, the thing that like you know whatever captivated captivated us. So yeah, that is what it is, you know. That was uh, that was our time. So, yeah, okay, cool. Well, stop the share. Um, and I've got here. I'll show mine. My uh, my mess of a sketch is. Uh, oh, you're little. I think yeah. I think you have me. Oh on, yeah. Hold on. on the yeah. Let's see here. Uh, like, hey, I recognize there. that guy. <laughs> All right, there. I think if I if I talk, then maybe. Not sure. No, I think I'm still the guy. Mm, let's see. Thanks, Ricardo. Yeah, no problem. Now, okay, <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Cool. All right, so there's mine. Mm. I think the face is a little bit a little bit suspect. <laughs> but I like the figure. I think there was some uh, there's some stuff about the figure that I thought like I think that's that's all right. Yeah, that face is I've seen better days. But... Ricardo, let me see yours. I want to see yours so bad. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you'll be able to see with the orange paper. Oh, it's gorgeous. Hey. No, it's really, really beautiful with the rendering and stuff. Yeah. I said the thing that I was paying attention to is, is the placement of everything, like with the cheekbone and the parallel of the, the shoulder strap. They're like almost in line with each other. And I was able to really like focus that point on the end of the hands and the feet, you know? And I saw this like basic, like real weird isosceles kind of triangle there. I think it's, I think it's gorgeous. Stunning drawing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Very interesting, and it looks like uh, it's it's like so we had this weird shape, and you were able to sort of capture almost like a uh, you know like a superhero type of a uh, vibe, you know. So I'm, yeah, it's very impressive, very cool. Thank At you. Felt like Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right. You're gonna have to forgive me. I haven't life drawn in a while, so be nice to me. <laughs> Uh, uh oh, I'm on an iPad. Oh, there we go. Come I a little bit closer. Really... There it is. Hey, I really struggled with this. Uh, I've never done such a scrunched up uh, pose before. Mm -hmm. So trying to place like the uh, like foreshortening of things and stuff was just really uh, difficult for me. 
Well, I'm so glad you got a chance to practice it. And, yeah. um, you know, there again, so I think both of you really focused in on the, so the beautiful flow of the muscles and stuff and then added those lines to sort of, you know, to heighten that. Um, so I think in those ways, uh, very interesting, you know, the head, the head and yours might be just a little bit big at least, but otherwise, you know, I think again, I would, I would liken some of the, you know, some of the outcome to, you know, some of the beautiful things in Ricardo's drawing, um, just how like, uh, so elegant, right. Some of the muscles and how they relate to one another. So, um, really smart, just really smart, like approach. And so I'm, uh, you know, I am, I am lucky, right. To be hanging out with this crew. I really think so. Um, and so I think on that note, uh, we've, we've had an incredible session today and I'm so glad, um, you know, that you all could join us. I'm so glad that everybody could join earlier was able to, to come in. It's, it's always a pleasure to have, to have people to draw with. Um, so, uh, I think we'll, let's just do some, we'll do some sign off. Um, if you, if you don't mind, um, Elise, tell us, uh, tell us your name and if, uh, if we can find you anywhere. Uh, I'm Elise Morrow. I am a 3d artist. I'm currently working on a character and mm -hmm. hard surface modeling. And, uh, you can find me on Instagram at, uh, at tech dreaming. That's great. Thank you. Ricardo. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Ricardo Sturdivant. Um, Thank you, James, for letting me join your class today. It was fun. I love, I love doing the figure drawings in the morning, man. It gets you kind of warmed up, gets the juices flowing. You know what I mean? Um, Elise, it's nice to meet you. Um, you can find me at Ricardo Sturdivant on Instagram um, and on Tuesday mornings here on the Reinventing the Tattoo live streams uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, uh, for the Tuesday Feels. Holler. Thank you, Ricardo. Uh, and thank you all again yep. for joining. And, uh, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Drawing for Tattooers. I'm James Wisdom. You can find me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Reinventing the Tattoo. Um, happy drawing, everybody.